Voice of Hope is a podcast of New Hope Presbyterian Church of Castle Rock, Colorado. New Hope is a church that puts people first. You can listen to our sermons and podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and any other popular podcast platforms. On Easter Sunday, Pastor Russ explored how Easter is not just made for one day a year, but a life to live into. It comes from John chapter 20, verses 1 through 18. Well, it's Easter. You didn't know that, huh? Okay. What some of you may not know is that I'm retiring at the end of July. And in reflecting on that this week and in the weeks coming up to this, so what am I going to say at Easter time? I have been talking about, teaching about, preaching about Easter for more than 40 years as a minister and even longer before that. So at the end of all of that, as wrapping up and thinking about, so what is something new, what's fresh, how do you make sense of Easter after all these years? And I thought maybe that's the topic, because whether you've been trying to speak into something for 40 plus years, or whether you're hearing about it for the first time, how do you make sense of Easter? It's not as easy as you think. So first, first thing, a confession. Easter's weird. I know ministers aren't supposed to say stuff like that, but let me just tell you, Easter's weird. It's it's a tough one. It is tough because we say it's the most important day of the year. Really? We can't even figure out the date. It keeps moving. Right? Do you know know the formula for, for how you figure out when Easter is? Probably not. You look on the calendar and you hope it doesn't sneak up on you because it changes. And more than that, more than that, there are some really weird traditions around Easter. If it's the most important day of the year, don't you think we could figure out when to celebrate it as well as how to celebrate it? Fourth of July is important. When does the Fourth of July take place? Okay, pretty good, right? Christmas? Pretty much in the books every year, December 25th. I mean, even months, even certain holidays like Thanksgiving, it's the fourth Thursday. Memorial Day weekend, it's the last full weekend of Easter. And when we celebrate it, does it really even have much to do with Easter? What you think about it, it's got eggs, we got plastic grass. Some countries, we do egg hunts like we did yesterday. Cool. In some countries, do you know what they do on Easter? They hunt rabbits. (laughs) That seems a little intense. Some, Some countries on Easter Day, they throw water on people. They say it's all in jest, but that just feels like it could go wrong in so many ways. So let me just say this. Easter is weird and it's confusing. (sighs) Do you know how many Hallmark channels have Easter movies going all year? (laughs) Christmas, sure. We got Christmas channels. We got Christmas channels for music. You You can listen to Christmas music today. It's tough to find a channel that plays Easter music. Do you know your latest, the last time your, the latest artist, your favorite artist made an Easter album? <laughs> Not going to happen. So if Easter seems weird, if it seems a little confusing, 
you're in good company. The first Easter was a little weird and really confusing. I love the passage today. It happens in the dark. I think that's the Bible's way of saying more than just it happened really early. That's true. But I think there, that the darkness plays an important part of understanding Easter. It does for me in my life. That it is formed and we, we start to experience Easter before we can make out what's going on. Mary Magdalene is in the garden She's not coming to look for the resurrection. She's not looking for Easter. And, and there's this whole part about Easter that what you come and looking for is going to determine a lot by what you actually see and experience. Even when she hears that the tomb is empty, she just thinks somebody's moved Jesus. Here's the first thing about Easter. Beyond that, it's weird. That the resurrection is an event. It's a historical event. Do with it what you may. It happened. Something happened. But Easter, Easter is different. Do you know when it became Easter for Mary? It's when she heard her name. In the midst of the darkness and the confusion, she hears Jesus say, Mary. And in such a way that she knew that only, only one person could say Mary that way. Only one person knew her that well. Only one person could cut through all the other things in the confusion and speak into her soul, and it resonated, and suddenly, that's Easter. Resurrection is an event. Easter is what happens when it has your name on it. And that's how I relate to Easter, quite honestly. I remember the times when growing up in a church, and I've been in many Easter services and, and all kinds of things, and sometimes with lots of brass and music and lilies, back when we used to put lilies in there before we found out that people were choking on them. Um, Easter's weird. Um, and it wasn't until I was in a room in a service had nothing to do with Easter. And if you'd asked me then, do you think Easter's true? I would have said, sure. Do you believe in God? Sure. Do you believe in the resurrection? No problem. But it wasn't until that event and a summer of events that it struck me that I was around people who, who lived this stuff and believed this stuff as if it were true with a capital T. As if it were something that was a living reality in their life in such a way that it wasn't just a proposition that they agreed to, which is where I was. There was something that was going on that had their name on it. And I remember coming through this summer going, this has my name on it. There is something that, 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 that's gripping me, that has, that's calling to me. Hope had my name on it. And, and it was bigger than me, and it, want, it, it was a part of me. It wanted me to be a part of it. And something changed. All that stuff I kind of believed and had no problems with at that age, at least. Now it became true with a capital T. Now it became Easter for me. It didn't have anything to do with the date, by the way. It had something to do with this had my name on it. And I began to reflect in my own life, maybe you'll do the same, of those times when you realized you were standing on the edge of something sacred and holy, bigger than you, 
more than you could explain. And it called to you. It resonated with you. Have you ever had those times? I believe, I believe that is the way that God comes in and gets our attention. Sometimes I, I was on a backpack trip and it was a time of silence. And, and I was sharing with somebody a week or two ago about that. And it brought back that memory. It was so quiet. I had to put my hands over my ears because it was deafening. And I knew I was in the presence of something and it had my name on it. Even if I didn't know what, even if it was still darkness, even if it still was murky, even if it was still confusing, there was something, there was something. It happens in relationships. There's a connection and suddenly it is, as we talk about around here, a thin moment. It is, it is that thin space and you know you're a part of something that's larger. It has your name on it. I've been, in, I've been in events that were joyous. I've been in events that were absolutely heartbreaking. And there is something underneath all this. Easter's not, a, not just a date on a calendar. It's an event when the good news has your name on it. Now, I used to, when I first started ministry, thinking that that I had to prove Easter to people. There was a proposition, and I had to go through and show how Easter was, could have happened, did happen, and, and and I stopped doing that. And it's not because I don't believe it. I do. I just don't think it does a whole lot of good. I don't think it makes a big difference in people's lives, at least not that I could tell. We could argue about this and about that, and we could bring all these proofs and all that. But what I noticed in my life, and I noticed in other people's life, it wasn't the proofs that did anything to me. It was hearing my name on something, and there, now I'm in. You've got me. I'm not sure you can prove Easter any more than you can prove love, any more than you can prove joy or sacred and yet when you've been in the presence and you've had the taste of it it does something to you and it changes you so rather than (laughs) rather than try to take easter to try to prove to people or classes to try to prove i have found myself encouraging people to try to listen for what has their name on it. Sometimes in a service, we'll say at the beginning, listen, there's something that's going to have your name on it. I believe that. I believe every day there's something that's going to have your name on it. If you've got the ears for it, if you've got the heart that's open to it, there is something that's going to resonate in you. I love those moments of the aha, I get it. The lights go on. There's an intuition. I love the times in joy and heartbreak that something we realize that there's something that there's something trying to connect. There's something trying to get to us. The Quakers, the Quakers had a had a way of getting to know people and talking about faith that was deceptively simple. The question is this. When did God become more than just a word to you? Can you name a time when God became more than a word? If you can, you've experienced Easter. You've experienced that event where the living Christ has your name and you know it and you are being spoken to and it's into the depths of who you are in a way that nothing else does and it begins to change. There's a lift that begins to happen in life. Did you see the the, the video at the beginning? 
talking about mission trip and the energy and the joy when something has our name on it in a way that's new. Oh my goodness. And, and, the, and the heart starts to take flight in people in, the, in those conversations. Have you noticed those times in your life? Pay attention to them. I'm telling you, it may not be anything religious in quote, in quotes, but it's profoundly sacred. It's got your name on it. And then, and then your heart starts to take flight. And it's those moments that start to carry and those moments that become more real and those moments that become more real every day. And now, and now, Easter becomes more than a proposition. It becomes a life to live. It becomes a, a different kind of a reality. That's really what this meditation, this song that Randy and Leanne put together that we're going to listen to. I would invite you as you, as you listen to it, as you watch it, this meditation on Easter, that as you do, when was God more than just a word? When did the good news have your name on it? When did hope call you out? What was the effect? Worship your holy name. 
on that day when my strength is failing. The end draws near and my time has come. Still my soul will sing your praise Ten thousand years and then Resurrection from Easter for a reason. Resurrection is something that is an event. And we can argue about it and talk about it and prove it or not. Easter is when your history changes. Easter is what happens when the good news has your name on it. And the possibility of Easter is every day. We come in and we, on Easter day, we will say, he is risen. And then we'll say, he is risen indeed. And that's an affirmation. Something happened, something happened in Mary and something happens in us and it changes when we're able to say he is risen and we're able to say he's risen in me. There is something, I'm a part of this now. Because that's what was going on with Mary. But there's more to it than that because Easter isn't finished. The story doesn't stop there. There's this whole scene that goes on, you know, with Mary and Jesus about hanging on and not hanging on. Underneath all of that is there's unfinished business. Jesus has work to do still. That Easter is not the end of the story. It's the beginning of something new. And by the way, Mary, you've got something to do too. It's a new beginning for her. How do I make sense of Easter after 40 plus years of preaching and teaching and thinking and believing and doing all of that? One is, is when it, hope has your name on it is, is what makes sense to me. But it's also this, is that Easter is not just about an event that you assent to so that after you die, you get to live. Easter is much more about the unfinished business of God so that you get to live before you die. You get to truly live in a different kind of way before you die. You get to participate in a life that not even death can stop. The resurrection of Jesus means that death doesn't get the last word. We say that every time around here. 
for funerals and memorials, tragic times. Death doesn't get the last word. God does. Easter is when you begin to live that way. And there are some ways that people that I've known who live that way, they have a resilience in a time of all kinds of hardship, and there's just something that buoys them up. That that's, makes sense to me. There is hope that becomes a way of life. There's a certain type of defiance about the things that, that, that aren't part of what God is doing, and, and there's an, a, a willingness to stand up and say, that's not right, I'm not going to put up with that. I, I'm not rolling over on that one. There's a sense of joy when and it doesn't make sense that joy would be there. There's a sense of purpose and of lives that are changed. Again, did you hear, did you hear that mission trip video? And just the kids were talking about something changed in me and it, and it changed the way I see the world and it changed the way I see myself. It changed because Easter is an invitation to participate in the ongoing life and love and work of God. It's not done yet. It's not just assenting to a date. It's not just agreeing to a doctrine. It's not just signing on the line of what you believe and don't believe. It is, it is a way of noting the possibility of being a part of what God is doing, the ongoing work. It's not just that God knows your name. Your future knows your name. And, it has, and it's calling you into a different way of living, a vocation of life that is sacred. Christ is not only risen, Christ is rising every day. New life is taking hold every day. There is, a, there is a recreation, there is a redemption of what God is doing every day, and it's an invitation to get to be a part of that. That's what Easter is. And there's some stunning examples of people's lives around us, historical as well as just friends and family of people who, who have this sense, this direction has changed the future of who they are. This morning I got a text from a friend, just back and forth, and, and, and he wrote this. He wrote this about Easter. He says, this Easter Sunday, I'm reflecting on how I'm doing at dying to old ways that don't lead to life of abundance that we're being called to. And how I'm doing being resurrected into new ways of living where I and those around me can thrive. I said, that's it. That's it. That's, that's the message. That's what Easter does. That's how Easter makes sense to me, is that after all of this, it is, being, is participating and giving yourself on a daily way of living into a life that is flourishing. It is no longer just a proposition to prove. It is no longer just a doctrine to affirm. It is an invitation to live in a different way and to receive that. Good news has your name on it. And it begins now. It is a new beginning for all of us. It is a life that not even death can stop. It is a life tied to the ongoing work of Christ. So 40 plus years of teaching, preaching, thinking, believing, trying to make sense of Easter. Here's what I've come up with. I don't have to make sense of Easter. Easter makes sense of me. I don't have to get it. It often ambushes me. 
even when I'm not looking for it, even when I don't know what I'm looking for, and, and, and it sneaks up, the good news sneaks up on me, and it is, it is part of helping people to hear and see and respond. That is what Easter is all about. It's not just a proposition to prove. It is more about a life and getting to live a life before you die. April 9th. April 9th, by the way. That's Easter next year. <laughs> it's weird. It's weird. But in between now and then, there is an affirmation that we get to make. And it's this. He is risen. He is risen indeed. More than that. He is risen he is risen in me, and ultimately, he is rising. He is rising through me. Good and gracious God, let that good news sink into us, into our life, into our world. May it permeate into the marrow of our soul in ways that bring new life and new, new strength and new joy that our lives would begin more and more to reflect the resurrection life, the life that has no end, the life that has our name on it. May we, oh God, may we live it through Christ in whose name we pray. Thank you for listening to Voices of Hope. If you've enjoyed our podcast, please rate and review it and share it with your friends. Go in peace and have a wonderful week.